Campbell keeps it going. That's a lovely decoy run. A cutout ball as it comes to Pereira. Bounces over. They hit back the Broncos. Campbell goes himself. Oh, a sensational pass. And Adam Reynolds plunges over. Welcome back to the Brisbane Broncos podcast. Producer Shad joining me today again. G'day, mate. How are you, brother? Mate, feeling good after a win. How eh? good was it? It was... It was a little bit closer than bit closer I wanted it to than be. You would have thought, yeah, that was a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, uh, resting the Origin players. Uh, good to see uh, Tommy Flegler come back into that Broncos squad after being the 18th man on Wednesday. Yeah, it would have been hard for him to uh, not get caught up in the celebrations. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. <laughs> How'd you go? Did you get dragged down to Caxton Street? Uh, no, I had to behave myself. I had a yeah, uh, six thirty. Uh, AM cross, Jeez. TV cross in the morning. So, oh, yeah, it was either going to be uh, I roll into that Carl Stefanovic style, yeah. still drunk. Or Jai Arrow style. Did you see his or, interview oh, in the morning? He was sideways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not our Broncos guys, though. They were in bed. They were, no. really, they were getting ready to roll. Because they went from origin camp, the Bronx, down into uh, club camp. That's where they've been. So our interview this week won't be live in the studio. No, it's not. Because we can't have access because the guys are down learning a lot. Down there in camp? Yes. Down on the Gold Coast, they've been there all week? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, what, what happens in these camps? Because you guys do how many every I year? knew you were going to ask me about this. <laughs> yeah. I knew. Uh, this is usually, a, you usually do a camp at the start of the year. Right. Again, that's more kind of getting to know one another. Uh, and this is more of a reconnection. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, this is a reconnection. This is all just meditating, yoga. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> uh, maybe a bit of yoga. Okay, yeah. Uh, because, you know... Uh, their bodies are, uh, mm. that's their money makers. So yeah. they've got to keep them primed. Uh, so there would be a little bit of yoga, but uh, it's about uh, getting the team back together after an interrupted origin series. You know, we've had players in, players out. Uh, we've also uh, had a couple of great wins with our, with our origin stars out. I thought the Dragons game was brilliant. And, and again, on the weekend, the Titans, we had to work hard to get that win. But now we need to get back together, get tight, uh, refocus, short turnaround from the, the Gold Coast game on Saturday, mm. play the Eels Thursday night. That's right. Uh, down in Sydney, which is going to be hard. The Eels are playing good footy at the moment too. And they've got a little bit of, they've got a bit of points to prove at the moment. Their, their season's in a little bit of a weird spot for the Eels. So yes. They're going to be coming out firing to try and beat the Broncos. Exactly. Um, other, another big thing that happened, like with this camp that goes down, the whole 30 go down or is it kind of a split or what kind of happens with a few that? A of the injured players would stay back in Brisbane. Right. They'd be trying to get back on track and uh, rehabbing and, and trying to get on the field again. Because as much as we've got a really good side this year and it's going really well, but depth has been the big conversation. Yes. Yeah, so but we've also been tested with the depth. Like we've had to bring people in and see just how good they are. And obviously against the Titans, there was a special moment there. But we've just added to a little bit of our depth. This happened between this uh, podcast and the last podcast Reese Walsh is coming back to the Broncos. Yes, correct. What do you make of that, mate? Uh, it's, a, it's a massive signing. Huge. Uh, it, it is huge. And we had the chance and opportunity to grill Kevy. Yes. Uh, if you think back. Very upset about that. A couple of teamless Tuesdays. <laughs> and you asked him, and I think Straight it was. Straight to his face. It was off air. Yeah. And you asked him. Oh, we've got a little bit of money. And he looked you dead set in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And gave me the biggest non-answer ever. <laughs> yes. He, it was a classic straight bat. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I've hit something there. And then lo and behold, two days later, boom, look if we got back. That'll be interesting for next year, though, because you're looking at, you know, a, fu a fullback 5'8". That's essentially what he's been playing at the Warriors. Yep. You've got Ezra Mam, who... 
you know, it's no secret. Broncos are touting him. He's going to be the next Renault. It's Renault a, will go. It's been a breakout season for him. It'll be Ezra. Then we've got Gamble, who's playing some of his best footy this year. Uh, even had that fracture, that little hairline fracture in his leg at one point that he's playing on. Wearing a shin guard at the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you've got like some great depths in these halves. Then you've got Tamari Martin sitting there as well. Uh, Tessie News back as well. There's like, we've got a bit of an abundance now of outside backs. And yes halves that uh, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed next year. I do not envy Kevy. No, it, it's going to be hard uh, come Teamless Tuesday. Yeah, uh, true. In the future because uh, it's going to be hard to pick that 17, the best 17 that we have. I think in the forwards, we've got things covered pretty well. Oh, that's pretty locked away. Pretty but locked away. Uh, now we've got some genuine death, depth Sorry, uh, in the halves, mm. uh, in the outside backs, guys that can play centre. Um, I've seen Tessie New uh, play in the centres before yep. and absolutely kill it as well. So he can play on the wing. Um, you know, these guys the rotations there, a, isn't multi- yeah. a multitude of positions. So uh, definitely great to see, uh, great signs for the club going forward. But uh, at the moment, boys in camp, mm. refocusing on the end of the season, um, some big games coming up to make sure that we can really – I'd love to see us push into the top four to give well, ourselves a, a second crack. The way the ladder's looking right now is fascinating. Those Sharks, I don't know how they've managed to sneak their way up as high as they have, but – They've smelt the blood in the oh, water. I'll tell you what, but uh, the Storm, Broncos and the Eels yes. are all tied in a joint fourth position situation. Is, this, so, is an avalanche a storm? Because that's what they're doing kind right of. now on the ladder. <laughs> yeah, they are on the way down. They're on the slide. What a perfect time for us to go be on the way up. You yes. know? Um, there's it's some the weakness. perfect storm, some would say. Oh, dear. There he is. There oh, he is. Oh, classic. Is now, it pun o'clock right uh, now? You are, you are crushing it right now. Now, so obviously it's Thursday night in Sydney, the Broncos-Eels game. If you want to try and have a sneak peek ahead, uh, the week after we take on the West Tigers. Now, if that's – I don't want to jinx it, but, geez, we should we should do a lot of damage in that game. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting <laughs> it out there. I think we only have three home games left. And call our membership team because I think there's a special offer at the moment for a three-game membership yep. for the last three games. Whether that extends into the finals is another question, but that's why I said ring the membership team. Um, you don't want to miss out. There's four. I believe there's four home games left, unless we're playing one away, according to the ladder I'm looking at, because we have uh, the Tigers game will be a home Broncos game. Yes. Then we are away to the Roosters, and then we are back home against the Knights. So that's two bottom four teams that we play over the next three weeks, which is exciting. Uh, then we are at home to the Storm. That's a little bit nerve-wracking. And Ooh. then we host the Eels again, and that is it until, of course, finals footy. Talk to our membership team. They, yeah. can, they can sort you out. It's never too late to be a member. No, and you're going to visit some of the members that are uh, down south that aren't in the great state yeah, of Queensland. The south of the border members. We've got mm-hmm. a little function down there. Uh, Lottie Takiri and myself oh. heading down for the Eels game. Uh, we're running a little function down there where we're going to do a little bit of trivia before the game. Lovely. We're going to walk down to the stadium together. Uh, it's in Parramatta, so we'll have security with us. You better. Just yeah. in case. Yeah. yeah. That's why so, I bring Lottie with me, to be yeah, honest. Exactly. Uh, now, we were talking about depth in the outside backs. Where's everyone going to fit? Well, interesting news, uh, exclusive to the Broncos podcast right now. And you'll be hearing more from the Broncos website as the week goes on. Yes. Uh, but we are saying goodbye to a player. Um, someone's hanging up the boots. Yeah. This year. Who is it? You know. We'll hang in there and listen. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> David Mead, welcome to the Broncos podcast. How are you going? Sammy, I'm great, thanks, mate. How are you going? 
Yeah, really good. Thank you very much. Now, uh, I was going to call you and uh, run through a few things past you uh, before we started this podcast, but I thought, you know what? I'm just going to dive in the deep end. Who cares? Just going to yeah, why it. not? Um, yeah. I want to know, have you officially retired from the NRL? Okay, so this is a <laughs> interesting conversation. It's, it's an interesting probably, conversation. Uh, <laughs> exclusive interview. Yes, I am retiring from the NRL, and I'm sure something's about to come out from the club. So oh, I, hope, I, hope, I hope this is all in sync. Okay, well, uh, it's one of my favourite bands, actually, NSYNC, so hopefully this is in sync too. Um, yeah, I like them too. Because I, I know that uh, I was uh, very lucky and fortunate to see you play your last game for the PNG Kummels, uh, a, a night and an occasion which was absolutely fantastic for the Kummels, beating Fiji. Uh, and uh, you got to uh, run out the, the, the Papua New Guinea Kummels for the last time. Now you spoke and have spoken at length about uh, the reasons behind that, and uh, I'd uh, yep. I'd like you to share those reasons again, mate. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it for a while, going to that game, and in my mind, I had probably finished up playing a couple of months earlier. I got injured, and then you know, I wanted to get my body right, my, get my knee right, see how I'd feel after playing a few games. I'd play a few Queensland Cup games, and I knew the PNG game was coming up, so. I just thought, you know, why not have a one last crack at that? And then I enjoyed the week with PNG. It was a very emotional week. And at the same time, a lot of debutants playing as well. And I saw a lot of young guys coming through and I thought, you know what, I might make this my very last game, make the most of it, enjoy it, and um, let the next young guy get a hold of this jersey and make the most of it. So... That was kind of my thought process leading up to that moment. Yeah, nice, nice. And and the reason why I brought that uh, that Papua New Guinea and Cornwall team up is because um, now that this is a retirement discussion, um, hit the rewind button. That's where things kind of kicked off for you. So you were at uh, the Gold Coast Titans uh, 2008, uh, playing under 20s, uh, and then you were named in that PNG Cornwall side to play in the World Cup that year. What was that feeling like as a 19-year-old, as I think that was? Yeah, it was uh, surreal. You know, I think when I played that under-20s competition that year, I didn't get too many opportunities to play. I was injured or I was playing with, uh, with Tweed Heads, Seagulls, in the Colts competition. So I think I might have played eight games. And so I didn't really think I'd get an opportunity at the end of the year. Adrian Lamb calls me. I get an opportunity with PNG, and then I'm able to play against teams like uh, in Australia, New Zealand, and England, which gave me the confidence that I could play in the NRL. So... Surreal experience, obviously, you know, being able to represent my family, it was a huge honour. Uh, I couldn't believe that I'd made the team. And so I was very grateful to Adrian Lamb and the coaching staff for giving me the opportunity because they gave me some belief that I could go on and do something or be able to make it to the NRL. Well, talking about representing your family, um, Wikipedia is a weird thing and it's a, it's a, it's a fun <laughs> thing. Uh, and yeah. you, can, you can play around on there, actually. But... <laughs> On Wikipedia, it says that your name is David Moore and you changed your name to David Mead uh, in respect and to honour your auntie who was looking after you here in Australia. Is this is this a fact? Yes, it is a fact. Actually, a long time ago now, that it was uh, nearly 14 years ago, um, realising my age. Um, <laughs> it, it was, uh, you know, I never knew my dad growing up in PNG and obviously you got the last name Moore. 
And then when my auntie decided to get me out of the village and put me in Lismore, where she could look after me, give me a better education, I learned a lot from her, a lot of my, you know, discipline and sporting events. She pretty much took care of me as my as her own son. And I decided to change my last name as, as soon as I turned 18 to be eligible to do it myself. And so I did play an under-20s season uh, by the last name Moore and then changed it uh, shortly after that because of those reasons. Now, uh, 2009, you get your chance and opportunity at the Gold Coast Titans. You, uh, you, you play a few years there and then... Uh, you get your first opportunity to, to come to the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, we get to play together, mate. My my last season at the Brisbane Broncos. Yes, we Broncos. did, yes. Uh, again, I, I know how big the Brisbane Broncos are in PNG. Um, what was the feedback, especially from, from back up there uh, in PNG when you uh, ended up signing with the Brisbane Broncos? Oh, the family was pumped about the Bronx because the majority of the family are Bronx supporters. And before I played the Titans, that's who they supported. And so when I did sign with the Broncos, they were like, you know, I, I can't believe you signed with the Broncos, their favorite club. And for me to be able to play with the Bronx that year, you know, they were so happy for me. But also for me, it was, uh, you know, I used to call myself as a kid, um, you know, Nathan Blacklock or Steve Renoff, uh, when I was running around the village. So to be able to put on a jersey that what some of my idols did was a surreal moment as well. And that 2017 year, I got to play with a lot of uh, great guys from the team and learned a lot as well. So it was a great year for myself and the family. Yeah, I probably taught you all the bad things, mate, so I apologise for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was on my way out, mate. I was I was a bit lazy at that point in time. My standards had dropped. Uh, that's all right. I still avoided running that year training because my ribs would be a bit tall. So I thought you were still training all right, mate. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, then you, you head off overseas for a little while, play for Le Catalans. Uh, yeah. how, how was that for you going over to France and uh, being based over there? You took your young family at the time. Uh, must have been a journey and a half for you. Yeah, it was. But, but first of all, great French, mate. It's, uh, I think they'd be proud of your, your pronunciation there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate uh, it. I, I, I reckon I could get a run over there. I think uh, Toulouse is in the competition now too, so... You know, obviously a challenge as well because of the language barrier over there. It was uh, the south of France. We moved over there in the winter. In France, during the winter period, not many people speak English. But then in the summertime, the the place, you know, the numbers grow in the population because everywhere, everyone comes from everywhere. So you're able to speak English in the summer. But when we first got there, it was a big challenge because of the. it was hard to communicate. Um, in terms of playing, I enjoyed my time there with the with the club, it was the very first time that the Catalan Dragons had won a trophy in 2018. So I was very grateful and lucky to be a part of that team that won the Challenge Cup for the very first time. Uh, spent three years there. Family loved it. Uh, my kid got to speak a bit of French. I got to learn a little bit about the culture as well. So a great experience. And we came home with some great and fond memories of the place. So really good experience over there. And you got your chance to then come back to Australia and uh, ended up back at the Broncos. Um, it changed a little bit in the time that you were away, but there was some good young talent coming through. What was it like being that senior player with so many young kids that were coming through? Yeah, it was when I got back, you know, I think the average age was might have been like 21, 22. So obviously a lot of young players, but what I did see was a lot of 
hungry young guys who just wanted to succeed. I think when I was at training that first week, there were, you know, lifting heavy, the heaviest weights I've ever seen them lift, training hard. And only thing was probably not too much game experience. Yeah. I think they have not many players have played, you know, 30 games plus. So a very young squad, but it was very different from when I was here in 2017. We had, uh, like guys like yourself, Dubs, Adam Blair, Josh Maguire, leaders across the park. So, and, and now I think the guys in the team from last year, who the young guys from the team, they're starting to step up and become leaders this year. And that's why. You know, they're seeing um, some success this year. Yeah, your Patrick Carrigans, your, your Payne Husses, uh, those types of players are, are really standing up uh, this year for sure. Yourself, Meaty, uh, what's the what's the biggest and the best thing that uh, the NRL has given you? Biggest and oh, I, mean, I, I could um, go on forever. I think for me personally, being able to provide for my family, the game's taught me so much about I've learned so many tools from the game about how to apply myself at home and in other areas of my life. But I think the biggest thing is probably learning how to deal with the ups and downs, winning, losing, uh, setbacks. Learning how to deal with those situations, I think, is going to help set me up moving forward out of the game. And I think that's what the NRL has given me. Yeah, move, you just said uh, moving forward uh, past this game, uh, past the NRL. What's on the cards for Dave and me going forward? I, I know that you've got a podcast at the moment yourself. You can uh, you can give a shameless plug right now. Who cares, mate? Get it out. <laughs> get people. Oh, get, thanks, it, get our Bronx fans and members out there listening to the podcast. Thanks. So, so it's a Dave and me podcast. Uh, you can find on YouTube, Spotify, other channels as well. I enjoy doing that. But moving forward, I think PNG Rugby League, needs help with the juniors coming through and the junior system. So I'm going to try and find a way to help out in that area. I think uh, there's a big space for that. So that's probably where you'll find me moving forward. Now, uh, I I think it's, if I understand correctly, they've only just started playing uh, mini and mod football up in Papua New Guinea. Is that correct? Yes, organised anyway. Yeah. Organised rugby league because essentially they've been playing rugby league in the villages, uh, in all the little townships up there for uh, for many many years now. But now it's yeah. actually an organised competition. Yeah, so they're starting to get that um, up and running, like uh, here in Australia. And I think if PNG wants to ever catch up to Australia and New Zealand at the NRL level, there's something needs to be done with the juniors. So it's good to see that people are starting to realise that and implementing that. And hopefully I can be a part of that system helping the kids as well. you got a pride and passion for Papua New Guinea and rugby league, mate. Are you going to put your hand up at the end of the year for a coaching role for the for the Cornwalls team? Um, not this year. I have spoken to coach about it. I think that that period of the two-month the two month period of uh, finishing NRL and um, you know, going to the next phase of my life, I've got a few other things I want to focus on. So in terms of going to England, um, I'll be helping advise and be involved that way, but I don't think I'll be making a trip over there. Uh, Meaty, it's been a pleasure uh, playing alongside you, uh, playing against you for many, many years. Um, we're almost finished with you. We've got a few uh, podcast questions, which we're asking all the boys at the moment. We're uh, trying to do podcast awards at the end of the year. And, uh, oh, wow, okay. 
Well, we just thought uh, the Brisbane Broncos have their big award tonight. Mm. Uh, we don't have the budget yep. uh, of the Brisbane Broncos, but guess what? <laughs> we uh, have the prestige, I think. We That's have the prestige, have. maybe. It might be at the league stuff. <laughs> Party pies all oh, around. Wow. But we might hand hey. out some awards. But we're getting all the players to vote <laughs> on these uh, awards. Producer Chad's got the questions now. Before I get into these Broncos award questions, just how retired are we talking here? Because we're like, <laughs> we're, we're seven weeks out from the finals. <laughs> like, give you a scenario. God forbid someone goes down. We need someone yeah. in the finals. Are you on the books still? Yeah, you're still on uh, the books. <laughs> how retired? I, I haven't run for a couple of weeks. I'd say nearly three weeks now. I haven't run since that Cumulus game, so... Oh. That's how retired I am. Well, media, I'm going to let you know. I haven't trained for four weeks, but in that four weeks' time, I've played three games of footy. Yeah, Sanford Stags. They're looking for so, someone. Yeah, mate, if you want to come down to the Sanford Stags, uh, we're always open. And uh, yeah, if you want, if you want to have a hit out, mate. I might join. Yeah, I might join you. We'll see. Uh, so here we go for our Broncos awards. Uh, who in the Broncos side has the worst haircut? The worst haircut. Oh, easy, Tyson. Tyson Gamble. There's hey, another yeah. vote for Tyson Gamble. They're, they're, they're stacking up the He's votes for Tyson Gamble. He's starting to run away with it. Uh, yeah. the, now, this one's the smartest player. This can be street smarts or uh, book smarts. It's up to you. Oh, there's a couple of uh, contenders there. I'd say book smart. You've probably got uh, Patrick Carrigan. Paddy Carrigan, too easy. Uh, next one is uh, who would take out the Golden Gary for most annoying player? Uh, I think you've said his name in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Gary, Corey Ace. Uh, you know, cool. I get along with Ace really well, so, and I'm sure he'll appreciate this. But. I don't know if it, anyone yeah. else has got any. Oh, there's been there's a couple been, of votes. There's been a, a couple one of Tyson Gamble. He got he got a couple. Billy Walters. Yeah. Yeah. Walters got and, a couple. And uh, Adam Reynolds as well yeah, got Reno. one vote. Actually, so. actually, you know what? I, actually, you know, what? I'm going to change it. I'm going to go Renault. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a he's an easy first. Uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary's a close second. Yeah. Uh, next would be the uh, prettiest player award. Oh yes. I'm gonna have to go with Ezra Mem. I think. Oh. He's just got, yeah. Hello. He's got a yeah. He's got a. He's feeling yeah, himself of, now of, too. Yeah. A couple of yeah, starts. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, and I think I think he rates it. He rates himself too. So I'll go with it. Well, watching him play on the weekend, I just realised how much pace he has. Oh, yeah. AJ Brimson was into the backfield, and Ezra Mam, he, he came flying past Keenan Palacia. Yeah. Uh, he's got a bit of pace about him. But you know what? I was looking at him too. You know who he looks like? Who? Wesley Snipes off Blade. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. I'm going to start calling him Snipes. Pretty cool. Uh, and the, uh, final, <laughs> the final award here, media, and uh, I will tell you that this one is uh, unanimous so far. Yeah. We have not had a vote for, anyone, for anyone other than one player. Who do you think is the future captain of the Broncos? Uh, Patrick Carrigan. There we go. There we continues. Go. The streak continues. Yeah. There we go. And that's all. That's it. Meaty, yep. um, mate, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we still hope to see you around the club. And uh, let's do a podcast swap, mate. I'll, I'll jump on your podcast. I'm sure, mate. I've got you on the list. I've got a, a list of names there, and you're definitely honoured. So we'd be honoured to have you on. Well, thank you very much, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, as I said before, uh, it was great playing uh, with you in the Brisbane Broncos jersey, playing against you as well at a club level, at an, an international level as well. Uh, wish you all the best going forward, and, uh, mate, I'll see you around the traps. Thanks, Amy. Uh, I'll see you around, mate. All right, thank, thank you, you very much. What an amazing career David Mead has had. He, uh, he's come from a small village in Papua New Guinea, uh, moved to Australia as a young kid at the age of 12, and uh, fulfilled his dream, so... 
kids out there mm. can happen. Uh, a lot of hard work. And one of the nicest guys I've ever met, to be yeah. honest. Uh, very well-spoken, well-mannered. Uh, and I, I'm sure that he'll do some big things going forward. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff about the um, the work up in PNG yeah. that he wants to do. That'll be very fun, very well, exciting. Well, you can see uh, some of the, the great Papua New Guinean players we've had over, mm. a, uh, over a period of time. And I think... There's been a lot more uh, players that have come from Fiji because they've put time and effort into uh, developing some of these Fijian players. Mm-hmm. I think what David Mead's doing is only going to secure some some fantastic rugby league players that will come out yeah. of Papua New Guinea in the future. You look at a, a Justin Olam at the Melbourne Storm and what he's doing and, and what a cult following he has. He's only one player. Yeah. Imagine two, three, four, five, six Papua New Guinean guys. They get one step closer and closer to those hunters becoming an NRL side in the future. That's so, what they want. Yeah, a lot of excitement there. And uh, for everyone who is playing at home, yes, Papua New Guinea is in Queensland. So yes, we will it is. have our own jerseys for the waiting. <laughs> <laughs>